Huskers hitting the road on Saturday as they head out to College Park, Maryland, taking on the 3-7 Maryland Terrapins. It's a big game. Nebraska needs to go 2-0 over these last two games to make a bowl game. Do we think they can do it? We'll talk about that. Let's do this thing! Love that song. Good wow. song. Whoever picked that's a genius. You know that came to me in, in a shower once. I was just I was just in the shower and that song popped into my brain. I was like, that's the one. Next that's season, our theme song. We should do. We, are we gonna switch it up next season? Or are we gonna keep the same I one? I don't know. It's kind of our brand now. It's kind of our thing. I was thinking we could do "Here I Go Again" by White Snake. How's that one? Go? Here I go again, again on my own. own. So so it could all the theme could always be it has to be saying "Here we go, we go again." again. Here <laughs> I go again. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, let's switch it up. Season two. Was is this basketball season two? Or we're talking football season two. Uh, football season. Season two. So, okay, I agree so with you. Mm. Do you think? No, no, no. We should probably divide it up. Basketball should be season two. Football should probably be season three. This is season one. Husker has half hour. <laughs> the Husker ass hour. This could be like and season one, series one, and then basketball's season one, series two. Yeah, but for the sake of the way that podcasts break it down. And then we're gonna talk baseball. Season. baseball maybe we'll have some intermittent like general husker updates then but nah anyway like we're just like yeah big game this weekend we're gonna talk about that and now we're like well what's next for our podcast (laughs) this season's over (laughs) uh legend good segue brilliant we're trying to go two and oh here Stop playing footsie with me, sicko. Why are we so close to each other? <laughs> no, we're much closer to this episode <laughs> than, than usual. we usually are. It's kind of nice. It's intimate. Intimate Husker Half Hour. Your feet brought, smell bad. Brought to you by, they do smell bad. I've been running around all day. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'll put them away from you. Thank you. Elijah, good segue. Uh, 2-0. Huskers looking for it starting this weekend in Maryland. Um, man, that's probably the question we're all asking. It makes the season much more exciting if we can go into the home game against Iowa with a chance a to make bowl a bowl game. Yeah, that's yeah, like coming d- down to the... We talked about that in the episode yesterday. Yeah, we didn't want it to come down to the wire. Nobody wanted to come down to our... It's kind of exciting now that we're here, huh? If, mm-hmm. if I'm going to just take it for what it is. Pretty fun. It's fun to have two must-win games. Yeah. And th- both those games are winnable. Maryland's obviously the more winnable of the two. But Iowa's not been a, a giant this season by any means. Yeah, winnable, but I still don't love our chances. I still compare it to the Michigan State mm-hmm. game last year in terms of... Anything can happen. They're not that good. Yeah. They're better than us, but they're not that good. The issue this year is we're much more consistent at the end of the season than we were last year. I feel like last year we were consistently trending upwards. This year, I feel like we're very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect out of the Huskers. We could have a great offensive performance like we did against Wisconsin, or we could really poop the bed. It also really depends, I think, going into Iowa, how much momentum we can carry into the game, uh, the home crowd, the energy. If we can go up early and carry that momentum through the game. Oh, I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We have to beat Maryland first, Elijah. Let's not talk about Iowa right now. What do you think? 
What okay. are you more excited about? Well, <laughs> I just want to – I'm not sure what to expect on Saturday, but we can't talk about what Vegas is expecting. Vegas sure. has Nebraska as a four-point favorite, and they got the total over under against 62. Maryland. Maryland. Yes. Yep. What I say? You just – I don't know. I was yeah, just speaking against Maryland, yeah. Yeah. So Nebraska's the four-point road favorite, Maryland the home underdog. And uh, total over under at 62, which seems low to me. Mm-hmm. Through simple math, we can determine that Vegas thinks this game will finish. Um, carry that one. <laughs> that's awful math. That's, that's Nebraska's a four-point favorite, but that comes out to 64. How did I do that? I, it's not hard. It's 31 plus 31 is 62, and then you add a point to Nebraska, and you take a point away from Maryland, Yep. which makes it 62, or sorry, 32, 30. 30. Yep. And then you go another point, 30, oh, 33, 29. Wow, I was... <laughs> And here we are. Thank you. Today's episode brought to you by math. <laughs> the number four. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Vegas giving it, giving the edge to the Huskers, even though what a weird score. Hmm. They're predict. They're literally predicting thirty three twenty nine. Do you feel like either team? I think like bo- maybe see Nebraska putting. Uh, do you see see Maryland's offense putting up that much on? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Oh yeah, and and, and it weren't just. Maryland's offense isn't bad. They have playmakers, and our defense yeah. is not good. They like um, to air it out, right? Maryland's offense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, it's similar to what we saw Indiana do. It's what we saw Nebraska do. The, the future of offense is spread it out. Fast players get your ball in your playmakers' hands. They're going to do the same thing. They like to rotate athletes on offense. They like to, I mean, they have athletes on offense. Uh, so they like to do multiple quarterbacks. Really get the ball in everyone's hand mm-hmm. uh, and make things tough. They haven't made things tough on a team really since Syracuse. Yeah. Um, which is good. They do get down on themselves when you watch their their game film this year. They're a team that if you jump on them early, they they give up. Which that's been a critique of Nebraska through recent years. And I like having another team where you look at it and you go, "Wow, if you just put up ten points on them mm-hmm. and it's ten nothing, they might just give up." Um, yeah, I, I don't think they do though. Their head coach in a um, press conference this week talked about how he'd like to see their team get out of the mindset of playing against the scoreboard, always looking at the scoreboard, yeah. but rather playing play-to-play. So um, Nebraska, like you said, Elijah has had some issues with that this season uh, in the past, playing looking at the scoreboard rather play, rather than playing looking at the next play in front of them. Minnesota is um, a prime example of this, mm-hmm. where they just kind of got dominated from the start and you saw themselves down the – on the scoreboard and they said, well, we're down the scoreboard. They're beating us up front. That's, that's it. They gave up. And Maryland's had issues with that. I think they'll, they'll see a vulnerable Nebraska. Everyone wants to beat Nebraska. Right. That's the thing is this isn't going up against Purdue where Purdue goes up 10, nothing against Maryland. And then Maryland gives up because it's Purdue. Mm-hmm. This is Nebraska. And I think they're going to get Maryland's best effort on Saturday. Um, Elijah, as we have now just started talking about scouting Maryland for our listeners, to the novice fan or to the, the person who doesn't do a lot of scouting of other teams, um, someone who's just looking for a quick Google search, there's not a lot out, a lot out there for Maryland. Um, trying to, I mean, sometimes my tactic is just getting on uh, the local newspaper for whatever the opposing team is and looking that up. There is nothing because Maryland. Cares no one in Maryland cares about Maryland football, football. because They're every single article. Every, I just have to get there. Every single article is about basketball. Uh, the basketball season is kicked underway, and football has quickly been swept under the rug in Maryland. So, really, the most that you see about Maryland football thus far this week has been from Nebraska news sources. <laughs> so, um, Elijah, I think scouting um, for people who haven't watched Maryland at all this year. 
uh, listening to our podcast could be really beneficial because there's not a lot out there uh, on Maryland. So let's dive into scouting what Maryland looks like. We just touched base there a little bit looking at their offense. Um, anything else you would like to add as you look at them this weekend? I think as a casual fan watching, it's going to be surprising. You are going to see multiple quarterbacks in this game. At least that's what I expect to see. Uh, Josh Jackson and Tyrell Pagrome have both split time at quarterback this year within the same game usually. Um, Josh Jackson on the year, 168 attempts, uh, only 83 completions, though, 49%. Uh, whereas Tyrell Pogrom, 110 attempts for 65 completions, that's 59%. Uh, Josh Jackson is the more dynamic of the two, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and I think he's the one who's probably going to be getting more snaps this game because he gives Nebraska's defense more issues. Uh, when you're looking rushing the ball, uh, Javon Leak is a guy that's going to be dangerous. He's got 84 attempts on the year uh, with a 7.6-yard average. Uh, in addition, Anthony McFarland's got 96 attempts for a 4.6-yard average. As I said, they like to really – they don't have a guy on their offense. They like to spread the ball out, get the ball in multiple playmakers' hands, yeah. uh, much more like Nebraska's team last year where they had a Zigbo. They had Maurice Washington. They had Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman. Where They have a lot of guys in their offense that can hurt you. Right. Um, you think they're going to be looking to um, exploit Nebraska's weakness in previous weeks uh, with that short passing game. Um, seemed like Nebraska just absorbed a lot of yards uh, with short dink and dunk passes, slant routes over the middle uh, really keying in on our inside linebackers' inability to cover the pass. Uh, are we going to see that again this week, Elijah? I don't see why not. Yeah, I- I'm not in there, but if I was the coach, it's pretty easy to look at what's hurt Nebraska uh, over- throughout the year, which has been the short crossing routes, the short slant routes. Um, and Wisconsin didn't do a great job exploiting that last week. I think they thought they could just come to town and kind of run their offense, and they did. Yeah. Um, but I expect Maryland to look deeper at some other game film and say, this looks like something easily exploitable. That's why I think first team to get to 30 points on Saturday is probably the winner. Mm-hmm. Is I, I think it's going to be a lot of points. If you're a betting person, take the over. Uh, it's always hard. It's hard to predict whether we're going to see a good Maryland or a bad Maryland um, because we have seen both this year. I expect it's to see a good same Maryland. Same with Nebraska, honestly, in terms of yeah. scoring ability. But I expect to see a good Maryland because I – obviously I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when you're Maryland and you see Nebraska coming to town, who's a powerhouse, you think – we could take down a giant on Saturday. They're not good this year. They're four and whatever, four and five, six right now. Four, four and six. six. Yep. Yeah. They're going to see that and they're going to go, maybe we'll have a chance against them. So I think it's crucial that Nebraska gets off to a hot start. Cause as I said, Maryland has a tendency to fold. Speaking of which Elijah, what's that defense going to look like? What are they going to be throwing at um, Nebraska's offense, trying to slow down Adrian and the boys? Essentially not much. Their defense is the weaker of their two units this year. Uh, they do like to have uh, linebackers who can fly around and make some plays. Um, but <laughs> nothing about their defense is special. It's nothing. Nebraska saw better against Wisconsin last week. Mm-hmm. Nebraska saw better talent on the defensive front. They saw better linebackers last week, and they saw better cornerbacks last week, and they still put up almost 500 yards of offense. So if Nebraska can keep that going, I think a key for Nebraska is going to be establishing the run against Maryland. If you can establish the run that opens up your entire game, that sounds obvious. Um, but in a game that could be easily overlooked, offensive line play is going to be huge for Nebraska uh, because hmm. – Diedrich Mills can get over 100 yards rushing again. We're not sure if Wandale is going to be healthy or not. Uh, but if, again, Mills has another good game, it opens up your offense completely for Adrian, and it kind of slows down that Maryland pass rush, gives uh, Adrian a little more time. Yeah. Um, Maryland coming off of a bye week after a big loss to Ohio State. Um, so they've had a little bit of time to recover from that 73-14 to 14 loss. Um, 
maybe they've had a chance to look at Nebraska game plan a bit. It's also senior day for those Maryland seniors. Um, it's their final home game of the season. So I'm expecting uh, Maryland to be playing just as aggressively and just as hard as Nebraska is going to be playing. We're going to really have to want I, – I, I'm curious to see which team is going to want it more. And um, as a Nebraska fan, don't think, oh, it's Maryland. They don't have talent. This is one of the, the more – athletic and talented teams i think that nebraska is going to face this year uh similar to purdue i think where their record wasn't great but i nebraska fans saw that purdue team is pretty athletic the indiana team is pretty athletic uh and it sucks we've lost both those games i think we're the better team i think it's going to be a similar scene in uh, college park on saturday where you're going to see a maryland team that's got some athletes there's gonna be some fast guys out there there's maybe not the strongest lineman in the world but they have talent don't, don't think they don't just because they're Maryland. They're in a, a pretty good spot recruiting on that East Coast. They can hit the Virginia area. They can hit the New York area. Ooh, speaking of which, they just had a couple big decommits um, recruitment class-wise. So Tell us about that. Not sure how that's going to be um, affecting the coaching going into the weekend. Um, I have to imagine it's not going to change very much. But I don't actually know that much about it, Elijah. I'm so sorry. I just know that they've had a couple decommits and that – it's been unfortunate for them as they've been trying to rebuild just like Nebraska's yeah, rebuilding. This you know? is a, this is a head coach who's in his first year. Uh, he, I mean, he, he inherited some talent. He didn't inherit the best team in the world, obviously. Uh, he's, I'm trying to think the best comparison uh, to make. It could be like Nebraska last year where there was talent on that Nebraska team last year. The record didn't always show it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's the difference in that Maryland did go get that, big one against Syracuse in the beginning of the year that Nebraska never had last or uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but with how recent form has been for the team, that's a soccer term, sorry. Uh, but Maryland is, they're on the, they're coming up and yeah, much like Nebraska. I, I think, I think, prove. you know, that they're again, just as you said, things to prove. I think that's going to be the message from their coaches. Like, Hey, I know we're bad. We've lost five straight games. Um, it's not looking good for us, but we have something to prove. And I think Nebraska's got to come in and and make a statement early. Yeah, for sure, Elijah. So moving away from Maryland is the main topic, Elijah. And let's talk about Nebraska. What do you need to see from Nebraska this week coming out of that loss from Wisconsin? Um, from the players, any players you, you expect to see rise up or we need to see rise up this week? Um, coaching staff-wise, playmaking or play call-wise, uh, what do we need to see from Nebraska? Well, we talked about the offense already a little bit, so let's talk about the defense. Sure. Because the front seven, I think, had one of their best games this season against Wisconsin. Uh, the tackling wasn't always there, mm-hmm. but I think pretty good job bottling up Jonathan Taylor at times, um, stopping him behind the the line of scrimmage. Well, we didn't stop, but we stopped him at the line of scrimmage, I guess mm-hmm. you should say. Fun fact, Jonathan Taylor in his three years against Nebraska never had a rush for negative yards. Oh, Isn't that pathetic? Yeah. Um, he can just trip forward enough for... But I want to see an aggressive defense that wants it. Yeah. Uh, Cam Taylor said it on Monday, I believe, in his press conference. It's a really good quote. Let's uh, actually take a listen to that here. And I think that's exactly what you want to hear from a young guy, mm-hmm. uh, is that he wants to play fast. He wants to play physical. As I said, that's what's going to be the key to Nebraska and the, the grittiness. Everything about that quote I love. Yeah. There's got to be a little coach speak mixed in there, too, Elijah. Um I oh, think, for sure. As a young guy, you're yeah. hearing Scott Frost. That's who you're trying to to follow. And I'm yeah. sure that's what Scott Frost has been instilling. Another thing I've been hearing from the players, which I think is probably coach speak, is I've been hearing a lot of players talk about um, critical errors and critical mistakes. Mm, a, a phrase said, that keeps coming up. Yeah. Is I keep hearing critical. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's the 
the coach speak that we've been hearing is that they want to bring back old Nebraska defense, play fast, play physical, and limit critical mistakes. I guarantee that's what the coaches have been preaching just based on what I've heard from the the players. Yeah, but that's great. That's 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 just like the soundbite quote that we've been getting from like Garrett Nelson. The young um, guys. Yeah, the young guys. The the grittiness, the playing good old fashioned Nebraska football, not getting marched on ninety five yards down the field. It's like that's the stuff that kills you as a fan. That's the stuff that just makes you wanna Go do something else for the afternoon. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever you like, want to shut off the game, yeah, whenever ex- exactly I, when Nebraska defense comes out there and I go, well, I'm not sure if they're going to score a touchdown or a field goal. I'm not sure if it's going to take them five minutes or if it's going to take them two minutes or it's going to take them ten minutes, but they're going to score. Yeah, but put your put your money where your mouth is. Like, get out there and prove it. Do it. Like, you can say that all you want. You can you can say those words all you want, but until it happens, then I don't really care what you have to say. Like, sure, I can say that's a nice quote, but show it to me. Mm-hmm. play that way like as, I, as a whole defense not not even as individuals i don't care if there's a couple players on the defense who play that way like let's see the mentality of the entire defense that play like that and then i'll be happy speaking of young guys and having a different mentality coming in ty robinson played really well against wisconsin we talked about that in the last episode yeah and, touched on it touched on it um troy triodi said uh on wednesday that he wanted to double ty robinson's snap count uh, from Wisconsin to this game against Maryland. He's some guy, he's a guy he wants to see really see the field a lot more. His snap count was 13, I think against mm-hmm. Wisconsin, which means we're expecting 25 to 30 snaps for Ty Robinson on Saturday. Look for that. He's a young guy making some noise. And with uh, Carlos Davis's injury, uh, we're still not sure if Carlos is going to be back. Injury quote unquote. Unsure. He practiced all week last week and then he sat out the game and it sounds like he's practiced again all week this week, but he's still kind of a question mark. Whatever that means i mean it's he's obviously not going full at practice so right or he may have practiced all week and then decided i maybe i shouldn't have practiced on this all week i'm in pain seemed like a cop out i i mean i think that's like maybe that's just because that's the what the rhetoric of the media was and that's the way most people spun it was that he was wussying out before there was something else going on off the field and that's the reason he didn't play the game yeah, that's i don't want to say anything. anything until that's a good point maybe we should assume the best assume that he was being honest and didn't feel well before the game. I don't know. He's a guy I'm honestly expecting to see Saturday. Yeah. Um, probably the most likely uh, to play on Saturday. Uh, another guy's Darian Daniels, who didn't play much in the Wisconsin game at all. He did not suit up. Didn't even suit up. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so that's kind of was the reason for Ty Robinson to play on Saturday. So it's interesting. I'm not sure how much we're going to see those guys if Ty Robinson's expected to get up to 30 snaps. Mm-hmm. So uh, who knows? It doesn't sound like uh, – Keem Green's going to play much today. He has already played in uh, two of his uh, redshirt games so far this year. Mm. Where's it three now? He may have only gotten a couple snaps against Ohio State. Whatever. Uh, essentially, we're kind of running down. We, we don't want to burn redshirts on these guys to go play against Maryland. Uh, so, during Daniels, Carlos, ba- or Carlos Davis, expect him both back on Saturday, but also expect to see a lot more Ty Robinson. Uh, that's what your, your front four game plan really is uh, on the back end. Uh, not many injuries to talk about. Uh, DiCaprio and Lamar should both be playing, as well as Cam Taylor, who we just heard from. Uh, Markel Dismuke uh, will be playing. The, the same guys you've been seeing all year. Yeah. Offensively, uh, what do you want to see from the Nebraska offense on Saturday? We talked about running the ball. Yeah, Anything was, else? that's what I was going to say. I think I'm interested to see if we can feed the ball to... Uh, Dedrick Mills? Dedrick Mills. 
want to see if we can feed the ball to Dedrick Mills again, um, like we did in the first half against Wisconsin. Um, let's see if we can establish the run. Love to see the offensive line play like that again. Um, see if we can continue to see improvements there. Um, this week, Coach uh, Allen talked about uh, Allen Austin. Coach Greg Austin, offensive line coach. This week, Coach Austin talked about the improvements he's seen from the offensive line, um, the the gradual increase, or just over the course of the season, um, you know, true starters like Hickson, um, not true starters, starting their first season, yeah. Nebraska Hickson, um, and then we've got Jurgens. Jurgens in the middle, both of those guys improving. Um, yeah, can we talk about how Cam Jurgens snaps one of like the biggest issues at the beginning of the year? Everyone yeah. was up in arms about it. He and fixed it. No one talks him. No one really talks about it. Yeah. That's how you got to be at Nebraska is whenever the criticism comes, instead of sulking and being sad about the criticism, you go make a change. Yeah. And it's you can, the whole use his motivation. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that just goes to prove like the importance of a strong offensive line across the board. That one weak link in the offensive line really makes a huge difference in the overall offensive line play. Um, we need every single one of those guys to be improving every week and getting better. And we saw that last week. Mm. So love to see that again this week. Let's see what, what holes that offensive line can open up for our backfield. Um, obviously talking point. Let's see if Wandale is back this week. Mm -hmm. um, I'm expecting him to play um, your question mark on him to play. I'm um, at the beginning of the week, I would have told you he was likely to play, mm -hmm. but I've heard more from Scott Frost. Scott Frost says, uh, I mean, you think about it from right now, it's eight days until the last game. It is currently Thursday. Yeah. Uh, this episode released Friday, which will be exactly seven days from the last game. And coach Frost said, it's looking good that we're going to see one deal again this year. But so we're not sure if it's going to be a Saturday, if it's going to be next Friday against Iowa, or if maybe Wandale's not even going to play this year. We don't know. Um, but, Coach Frost said it's looking more hopeful that we're going to see him again in the regular season. I don't know if that's Saturday. Maybe rest him until the the quick turnaround game on the the Friday. That's what I, I I was thinking at the beginning of the week it would have been likely to see him. Now as the week's gone on, I think it's getting less and less likely. But Dedrick Mills had some interesting things to say after the Wisconsin game. He said on Hale Varsity Radio uh, that he felt that Wisconsin didn't want to tackle him. That he was as he was running, he saw it in their eyes that they didn't want to come in physically and tackle him, um, and he ran like it and. Maybe that's what he needed for the confidence boost. Mm -hmm. That maybe now he can go run against Maryland and have that same fire, have that same passion, that same desire. Put the team on his back. Put the team on his back, though. What? You've seen the Greg Jennings video? No. Oh, come on. Sorry. Sorry. What? No. Greg Jennings running down the field and he's got a broken leg. It doesn't matter because he's Greg Jennings. No. I'll show you the video. Okay. <laughs> Actually, let's throw in a sound bite. All right. There it is. You don't even know it. I don't know it. I was like, you're like, here it is. You haven't even heard it yet. No, I don't know. It's a segue. It's natural. It's <laughs> a natural showman. But yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah. uh, it's funny because everyone that is listening to this podcast, all three of you, have <laughs> have now heard it and been in our talk. And we, oh, and we're we hitting like 25 listens a show. Don't, hey, thanks for being here, listeners. All 25 of you. Yeah, I'll, you I'll make sure to tweet it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's see if, uh, if the running game can be established again this week. Um, let's see if Adrian can get to mix in some some nice play action, some nice runs, some nice uh, decisions in the option game. Um, let's get Adrian in the game on the ground. I think whenever he establishes himself with some big runs, it really builds his confidence. So mm -hmm. I'd love to see some of that uh, we, as well. We talked about young guys that could play on defense in Ty Robinson. Offensively, I think there's a couple more options. Uh, Ramir Johnson still has a game left. Uh, he can play, and I, I, I want to see him uh, playing against Maryland. I think it'd be the good... Uh, difference to uh to Diedrich Mills you know kind of the the lightning to the thunder 
Um, Dietrich Mills comes in, kind of softens him up. Stop. Um, And really, Wyatt Mazur isn't the good lightning to the Thunder. He's not. He's not Ramir Johnson. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'd like to see Ramir Johnson. No offense to Wyatt Missouri. Oh, he's great. He got out there. He made a couple of shaking big plays. It was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, overall. Overall, I think Ramir Johnson would be a much better. Much more upside. He's Ramir Johnson. Yeah. Diedrich Mills come in has tired the team out, uh, the Maryland defense out, and then it's Ramir Johnson. Burn Burn him. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 uh, yep. Another guy, Chris Hickman, is a guy that was playing uh, pretty sick. Uh, two weeks ago against Purdue, didn't see him as much as I would have liked against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I expect to see him more. He's a really good perimeter blocker. He's a tight end and now converted into a receiver. Not sure if that's going to be something that's going to continue going forward or if that's just like a current team need that we need a taller guy that can come in and block. But as of right now, Chris Hickman, uh, he's from Omaha Burke. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I, I expect to see against Maryland to come in and get some perimeter blocking. Uh, and I expect to see Brock Bando rotating into the offense line again. We've talked about him this year. I love Brock. Um, and... He's a guy that can come in and provide some good depth to the offensive line, uh, especially as just things happen throughout a game on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. A little small injuries occur where you need to go get taped up, get a tamp- uh, an ankle taped up, stuff like that. I expect to see Brock Bando come in essentially no matter which position goes down, mm-hmm. except aside from maybe center. Elijah, let's make some predictions, finish out the show. we got a little five minutes left. Um, let's do score prediction first. Would you like to start or should I? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Go ahead. I'll go because I'm predicting the high score. I say first to 30. I think Nebraska breaks 31st, and I think Nebraska actually hits 40 this game. Mm. I think Nebraska wins 42 to 31. They cover. They haven't covered yet. I mean, they're one in nine against the uh, the Vegas spread this year now after the they barely did not hit the spread against Wisconsin. Now one in nine. I think they go to two and nine against the spread. They win 42 31. All right. Um, Elijah. Oh, no, oh, notice how I said 42 because I don't think we hit a single field goal. <laughs> I think if it's less than fourth and 15, if it's like fourth and 20 from the 10 yard line, that makes no sense. But if in the unlikely event that happens, we may, we may kick the field goal. Um, other than that, I think Scott Frost is going to go forward on fourth down unless it's really, really, really chip shot territory. And mm. it doesn't look like we're in a good position to pick up the fourth. Uh, I agree. I think the offensive showing against Wisconsin, uh, we use that as momentum heading into this game. I'm going to predict lower than you. I'm going to say uh, 31 Nebraska to Maryland's 24. Hmm. 31-24. Okay. And we've done traditionally uh, an offensive and defensive MVP, and I want to do that, but we've been really bad at that. Yeah, for sure. So I want to bring in a little something else, and I want you to predict um, – Yards four for the Nebraska offense, and then yards allowed by the Nebraska defense. Ooh, excuse me. Hiccups. I'll let you start because I need to deal with these hiccups for a second. Sorry, what did you say? Uh, yards four for the Nebraska offense, and yards allowed by the Nebraska defense. Uh, I Do we break I the 500 mark on I, offense? No. Uh, uh, that's a tough question. Sorry. I I don't know. I We had 490 I against know, Wisconsin. I know. For some reason, I just feel like we're going to make some stupid mistakes. But also, Maryland's not good. So that's... It's, it's we're our own worst enemy in this game, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah, they break 500. Let's say it. And I'm, I'm going to agree with you, but I think we break 500, but I don't think it's going to feel like we break 500. 
I think we're still going to put up 42 points. It's going to be one of those, like Illinois. It didn't really feel like we put up, we put up what, 600 yards offense against Illinois? It didn't feel like that. I think it's going to be the same thing where it's like a 520 yards offense showing, and it doesn't really feel like it just because we shoot ourselves in the foot a couple times. Defensively, how many yards do you think we give up? Uh, 275. 275 from Ben. I think that's very low. I'm going to go 440. You think Maryland's going to be able to exploit our defense for that much? But They're not going to step up to what Cam Taylor Britt was saying. No, uh, I think they. <laughs> I think they get yards. I think we do get a. Uh, let's go two takeaways. I think we recover one fumble and get one pick, which is the boldest pick yet. <laughs> yeah. um, Holy cow! I don't think we. Mm, but it depends on if we. How, uh, we're we're running into a hard break, Ben. We're running into a hard break before we go, Ben. Or not hard break, hard out. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, offensive MVP, defensive MVP. Let's offensive start with the offense MVP. I'm going to go with J.D. Spielman. I'm going 2 a.m., baby. Adrian Martinez steps up. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Defensive MVP, who you got? This is the suck one. Like, uh, I don't want to pick a defense MVP because they're all with- Garrett Nelson. Okay. <laughs> okay. I really don't want to pick any of them, but I'm going to go. Every single one of them has hurt me this year. Every single guy in that defense I've looked at and I've been like... Or like maybe there's a one week on and like a lot of weeks off. Mm-hmm. Because Cam Taylor was the guy at the beginning of the year. But I'm going to go with... Oh, no one seems like a good option. Oh, Elijah. Sorry. Good. No one seems like a good option. So I'm going to go with Eric Shenander. I think he's going to bring some good blitzes at good times. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be the MVP. Yeah, I'm not sure thanks, if that's allowed, thanks, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Elijah, we haven't even talked about Nebraska's curse on the road. We've won two games. Because I don't want to. Ta- I don't want to talk. About so it. we got to finish by saying, Nebraska, please, 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 get moving in the right direction on the road. This is a good week to do it. A bad, not great Maryland team. Break the curse, but you never know. Nebraska fans, stay with your Huskers. We could play very bad on the road. Finally. After the Nebraska game is over, wait, what time's kickoff for Nebraska game? 2.30. 2.30, never mind. Before the Nebraska game starts, make sure to tune in to the Iowa-Illinois game. Uh, scout that Iowa team a bit. Uh, hopefully we beat Maryland and we head into next week, next Friday, Black Friday, uh, into Iowa. I think what could be key is just looking and seeing how they play against Illinois. That just will give me a lot of insight into how it's going to look for us on Friday. And if watch you, that game. If you don't have time to watch the game, I'll have a full preview. Uh, ben and I both will actually of Iowa next week. Hey! And so if you miss it, no worries. We'll get you covered. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in the Husker Half Hour this week. Uh, Nebraska playing Maryland on BTN Saturday at 2.30. Tune in. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, let's go Big Red. Let's get the win. Go Big Red, baby. We can still make a bowl. See you later.